sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Welcome to hour number two the morning after live right here on Sports Grid and Sirius XM channel 159. The home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM all across the Spiz Grizz Network. That's Sports Grid. I am Ben Stevens. Tons to get to here in hour number two. There will be a big, big football focus here as we get going in the second hour. All the news and notes you need from around the National Football League is training camp continues. The season premiere of Hard Knocks tonight following along with the Detroit Lions and then big TV rights deals underway in college football for the Big Ten. What does that mean for the landscape of CFB and how you consume all of the product that is college football? But we start with breaking news within the last 20 or 25 minutes or so here across the sports landscape. One of the greatest athletes of all time, Serena Williams, is saying farewell to tennis. Following her play at the 2022 U.S. Open later this month, here in the New York City area, Serena Williams is going to walk away from tennis, saying farewell after a legendary career. As you can see there, here is what Serena has done. The legendary stats of one of the biggest figures in all of sports. 73 single titles, 23 Grand Slam victories, 14 Grand Slam double championships as well, four Olympic gold medals, nearly $100 million in prize money, not to mention not to mention what she has meant to the world of sports, to the world of women in sports, just as an icon herself across the sports landscape. Serena Williams announcing her farewell from tennis in an article in Vogue, saying, and I quote here from Serena Williams herself, I have never liked the word retirement. I'm here to tell you that I'm evolving away from tennis. So maybe not necessarily retiring, but stepping away at this moment so what will be her grand slam and career finale later this month up in queens at arthur ash stadium the united states open the fourth and final tennis grand slam of this calendar year the odds are out for those futures championships both on the men's and women's side and right now serena williams checks in at 29 to 1 around the 15th best price to win the 2022 U.S. Open and what will be her career finale again Serena Williams announcing this morning in Vogue she is saying farewell to tennis one of the greatest athletes of all time Serena Williams stepping away from the sport of tennis more breaking news around the National Football League this morning as well Bears linebacker Roquan Smith in a statement released through NFL Network's Ian Rappaport has demanded a trade from the Chicago Bears, saying that his contract negotiations with the Bears' new front office and new general manager, Ryan Poles, have been negotiated in bad faith. And he is now demanding a trade from an organization that he was so proud to be a member of and to continue the legacy of that Chicago franchise, especially on the defensive side of the football. The monsters of the midway, Brian Urlacher, Lance Briggs, Khalil Mack in recent years, Roquan Smith, out of Georgia now demanding that trade away from the Bears franchise. The Bears have said to be cautious in their response to Rokon Smith and his trade request 
this morning. And as we look at it from that odds perspective for Chicago entering 2022, the Bears have the longest odds right now in the NFC North, plus 1,200. 12 to 1 for Chicago, the longest price in that NFC North, where the Green Bay Packers are the odds on favorites at minus 155. Quickly, a welcome to our Sports Grid Radio audience here, the second hour of the morning after underway right now on Sports Grid, Sirius XM, Channel 159, all of our terrestrial radio affiliates as well. I am Ben Stevens. Tons of breaking news on this Tuesday morning across the sports landscape. Serena Williams is saying farewell to tennis following the 2022 U.S. Open. And in the NFL, Roquan Smith for the Chicago Bears has requested a trade from Chicago. Again, the Bears, the longest odds in the NFC North right now at 12 to 1. A win total for Chicago that currently stands at 6.5, and, and the under has the heavy juice at minus 1. 45. We brought you the update yesterday that Nikhil Harry, an offseason acquisition at that wideout spot for Chicago, suffering a severe ankle injury as it has been feared within that Bears organization. The outlook for Chicago entering 2022 and second year quarterback Justin Fields is not necessarily optimistic at this moment. A new head coach in Matt Eberflus, the former defensive coordinator from the Indianapolis Colts, and a new general manager in Ryan Poles, who Roquan Smith has not really enjoyed dealing with in terms of negotiating a new contract extension. So he has requested a trade once again from the Chicago Bears. We'll follow that timeline as more developments come our way. But some good news for the Baltimore Ravens yesterday, and it starts with their kicker, the best kicker in the NFL, maybe one of the best kickers in all of NFL history. Justin Tucker gets his extension. Kickers are people, folks. Never forget that. The all-pro kicker, Justin Tucker, agreeing to a four-year extension that pays him $24 million with the Baltimore Ravens yesterday. 17 and a half of that guarantee, he is now the highest paid kicker in the National Football League, and rightfully so. The reason why, as you can see here, Justin Tucker is certainly that guy. We'll get to more around the National Football League later on in this segment. We have tons, tons that we will get to here because we have the time to go around the National Football League, the updates around training camp and as we go through college football and some of those updates from a tv rights perspective and what it means for the big 10 and your favorite conferences around cfb we'll do all of that here in our second hour of the morning after up next sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com a lot of football coming your way here in hour number two of the morning after live right here on Sports Grid, Sirius XM, Channel 159, and all across the Sports Grid network, I am Ben Stevens. Hard Knocks debuts tonight, so it feels like football. And we're just two days away from the first full weekend of the NFL preseason. Multiple games on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and even a weekend finale on Sunday as well. And it was a good day for the Baltimore Ravens yesterday, extending their all-pro kicker, the best in the National Football League in Justin Tucker, a $24 million extension, $17.5 million of that guaranteed. And you might be saying to yourself, he's the highest-paid kicker, but is he worth $24 million? Yes, Justin Tucker is worth 
every single penny because as these stats will show from ESPN's Field Yates, here is how good Justin Tucker truly is. The NFL's most accurate kicker ever, 91.061%. He owns the record for the longest field goal ever made in National Football League history, 66 yards. Last year, as time expired, against the Lions, you remember it, it hit off the crossbar, bounced straight up in the air, and over for that game-winning 66-yarder. And this might be where he is worth every single cent. He has made 57 straight field goals in the fourth quarter or overtime, and he has never, field emphasizes it, and I will as well, he has never missed a kick in the final minute of regulation. That is how good Justin Tucker is, and he has a profound impact on winning games for the Baltimore Ravens. Now, last year... It wasn't necessarily the most successful year for John Harbaugh and company in Baltimore. Lamar Jackson was banged up for some time. Their secondary was a shell of itself, and the Ravens were only 8-9 and nine straight up a season ago. But the optimism builds once again for 2022. A win total for the flock at 10.5, where the under has a slight bit of juice. But earlier this offseason, that win total was 9.5, up by a full win now to 10 in a hook. Their odds to make the postseason minus 156 for Baltimore. In fact, it's the sixth best price out of the entirety of the AFC, but the Ravens are still booked as the favorites within the AFC North at plus 160, 20 cents ahead of the Cincinnati Bengals. And that win total of 10 and a half is a number Baltimore has gone over two of the last three years, both in 2020 and the 14 wins they compiled in 2019. They also had 10 in 2018 again it's the fifth best price excuse me to make the AFC postseason right now so good news on the contract extension front for Justin Tucker but you would almost assume if there's contract extension talks for Baltimore this time of year it would be for quarterback Lamar Jackson those are still outstanding as Lamar Jackson continues to play that QB spot for Baltimore at this time he is negotiating the contract on his own behalf he doesn't really have representation from that same degree but more good news for the Ravens yesterday on an injury front J.K. Dobbins about to enter his third year in the NFL activated off the pup list the physically unable to perform list and all signs are a go that he'll be ready for week number one now J.K. Dobbins missed all of last season after tearing his ACL before the year got underway but in his rookie campaign he showed flashes of brilliance 805 rushing yards in his rookie year nine rushing touchdowns as well also showing the versatility out of the backfield 18 grabs for 120 yards so to have jk dobbins back as a part of that rushing attack and you know that's what baltimore uses to make their offense so diabolical with lamar jackson is a great great sign for any baltimore fans and backers and if you want to be a baltimore backer don't wait for week number one against the new york jets Look at this preseason. On Thursday night, the Baltimore Ravens booked as a three-and-a-half-point favorite right now against the Tennessee Titans. Because when you handicap a preseason game, you have to know motivation. Are there depth chart positional battles? What will that do for the team that's hungry to be out there or how their head coach feels about preseason football? And if we know one thing, it's that John Harbaugh loves the preseason. Baltimore is 42-10 and 10 straight up under John Harbaugh as their head coach in the preseason. And the Ravens have won 20 straight preseason games. They have not lost since the 2015 preseason. 
20 straight victories. So maybe on the money line for that game between the Ravens and the Titans that used to have the biggest spread of the entirety of the week one preseason slate. It was at four. It's now back to three and a half. It's tied for the biggest spread with four other week one preseason games. Let's continue to go all around the National Football League. The Ravens opening regular season opponent is the New York Jets. And some bad news for the Jets yesterday and their blind side blocker, Makai Becton, who missed all but one game a season ago with a knee injury. And yesterday at practice, in the second play of that training camp practice for the New York Jets, Makai Becton was injured, limped off, and had an MRI on that surgically repaired knee. And it is not good news for the New York Jets. They believe, although Robert Sala said after practice, it was not significant it might be feared to be a little bit more severe than they initially expected. Again, only played in one game a season ago for the New York Jets in his second year in the league, now about to enter his third year, was going to be a huge component of this offense that has garnered some optimism for the New York Jets entering 2022 in the second year of Zach Wilson's NFL career. The win total for the Jets is modest. It's only five and a half, but the over has the heavy bit of juice at minus 160. Let's put it into relative expectation, though. Even if that juice cashes and we go over five and a half, as the odds would certainly indicate, that's still just six wins for the New York Jets. Their odds to make the postseason plus 710. Their odds to win their division in the AFC East. 24 to 1, the longest of the four teams there. The plus 710 price for the Jets to make the postseason within the very competitive AFC, the second longest odds only in front of the Houston Texans. But again, the optimism is for Zach Wilson entering his second year with all the offensive tools he has at his disposal under offensive coordinator Mike LaFleur. You think of Elijah Moore. You think of Garrett Wilson, who they added in this draft. Brees Hall is now there with Michael Carter as well and some of those other offensive pieces for the Jets who had a really good offseason. And your mom's favorite quarterback in Zach Wilson is maybe bringing some of that positive feeling into 2022. Here are his season-long prompts. 20 and a half passing touchdowns, 13 and a half interceptions. The interceptions is a big number for that prop perspective for Zach Wilson. Last year in 2021, Zach Wilson in his rookie year, nine touchdowns to 11 interceptions. So well under actually both of these numbers. But the optimism for Zach Wilson is how efficient he looked in the final five games that he started for the New York Jets. No INTs in those last five games after 11 interceptions in the first eight games. But he only averaged 179 and a half passing yards per game. That production will need to be way up for the Jets entering 2022. And as we keep our focus on New York slash New Jersey football, we had some chaos yesterday at Giants training camp. This time of year, you'll hear coaches say all across the league, oh man, these boys, they need to hit somebody else. We can't wait for preseason games to get underway. We need to see other colors out there that we can go hit. And that was the case for some chaos yesterday at Giants practice. This all uh, according to the reports from Pat Leonard of the New York Daily News. As you can see here, we had a large, large fight at Giants training camp yesterday that started with Saquon Barkley, Barkley lowering his shoulder into Aaron Robinson during thud tempo, and the defense did not like it. 
especially linebacker Tay Crowder. Then giant center Joe Feliciano grabs Crowder by the head three plays later, pulls him to the ground, and tried to knee him in the face WWE style. Then a coach and linebacker, offensive line coach Bobby Johnson pushes linebacker Cam Brown, and all chaos breaks loose at Giants practice. That is part of the hectic nature of training camp, but you hope to avoid these heavy, heavy fights that we saw yesterday for the Giants. We'll continue to go through New York football on the other side of the break and make our own match bet. Hey, it's a win total Tuesday here on the morning after on SportsGrid. We'll compare the New York Giants and the New York Jets and bid them against each other. We'll do that next on the morning after on SportsGrid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's a win total Tuesday. Live right here on the morning after on SportsGrid and Sirius XM Channel 1. 59. Our focus in the most recent segment was around training camp as that training camp tour continues here into the NFL preseason. And yesterday, a lot of the updates were out of the New York area, mainly in New Jersey for the two teams, the Jets and the Giants that play in the greater New York City area, but not necessarily in New York. So the Jets, some unfortunate news with Makai Becton, the Giants in a big scuffle yesterday at practice. And because it's win total Tuesday, we make our theoretical match bets between the teams in the Empire State. Who has more wins this year? Well, heavily skewed in the favor of the Giants is what this market and this match bet have to be. The Giants at 7.5, but the under has the heavy juice at minus 145. The Jets at 5.5, the over at minus 160. Just based on those numbers, obviously the Giants expected by the odds makers to win more games this upcoming year in the NFL, but maybe not by all that much because if the under has that much juice on the seven and a half, that might be a seven and 10 record for the New York Giants. And if the over has that much juice of the five and a half for the Jets, maybe Gang Green finishes at six and 11, only a game or win of difference there. Now, from the trend perspective, the Jets have only gone over five and a half wins once in the last six years, and that was back in 2019. The most wins they had, seven. The Giants have gone under seven and a half wins five straight seasons in eight of their last nine and both the Giants and the Jets last year were six and 11 against the spread and both were booked as an underdog in 16 of their 17 games the Jets five and 11 ATS as an underdog the Giants six and 10 against the spread when booked as an underdog so who will win this theoretical Empire State match bet between the New York football Giants and the New York football Jets, we await and see for 2022. Many questions around the quarterback position for both of these teams. Zach Wilson, there is some optimism for year number two, but he might miss his blindside blocker in Makai Becton for a substantial amount. That is the fear now out of Jets camp after Makai Becton's injury yesterday to his knee. And the Giants certainly questions around Daniel Jones. Did not pick up his fifth-year option of his rookie deal. And now under new head coach Brian Dable, we'll see what Danny Dimes has for 2022. It feels like football on this Tuesday because Hard Knocks debuts for the Detroit 
Lions, the fighting Dan Campbells, the subject of Hard Knocks this year, and the season premiere is tonight. When Hard Knocks is on and you hear bum, bada bum, it feels like football is even that much closer. So here's the season outlook for the Lions. Six and a half, the over for that win total juiced at minus 125. Their odds to make the postseason, still relatively long at plus 410. Their odds in the division, plus 950, the third best price right now in the NFC North and still tied for the third longest odds to make the NFC playoff picture. That plus 410 price, the same right alongside their divisional rival in the Chicago Bears. But there is some optimism, and rightfully so, for Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions. I've made this point numerous times on this show, but I'll make it again. Good teams win, great teams cover, and the fighting Dan Campbells do exactly that. They fight. Heck, they'll take you to a landfill to play football, on grass, on turf. It does not matter. They will tread water to beat you. That is what Dan Campbell said in a small snippet for a preview we got for Hard Knocks this upcoming season. And last year, the Lions were 11-6 and against the spread, booked as an underdog in all 17 regular season games. What does that mean to me, having the third-best ATS record in the entirety of the National Football League a season ago when they were not expected to win football games booked as an underdog in all 17 that those guys compete for their head coach in Dan Campbell they embody his personality and you hope that the competition and keeping games close so you cover numbers when you are not expected to win football games the next year transition into wins that close competitive games that you keep it tight are not just a cover but a win the next season so I have already said one of my favorite overs this offseason is the six and a half for the Detroit Lions. I expect them to win at least seven games. And Dan Campbell tied for the third best odds to win coach of the year at 16 to one. If they can even sniff the postseason, if they might even be in the hunt by the time we get to December, maybe that price to win coach of the year looks a little bit more intriguing. And I think you'll see a lot of public love, that hard knocks bump for the Detroit Lions. So we'll monitor that win total of six and a half. Now, Detroit, has their second overall draft pick from 2022, Aiden Hutchinson, as one of the co-favorites to win Defensive Rookie of the Year. Aiden Hutchinson, of course, played at Michigan. He is a Michigan man through and through now with the Detroit Lions. And as we got the coaches poll yesterday, that preseason USA Today poll for college football in 2022, it wasn't the only update we got in CFB. All offseason long in college football, one of the biggest topics of conversation has been conference realignment spurred on by TV rights deals. And the Big Ten's contract comes to an end with their media partners at the end of the 2022 season. So they are starting to negotiate their deals for 2023. And we got some updates to those numbers yesterday. But we also had the thoughts of Big Ten Conference Commissioner Kevin Warren just a few weeks ago at Big Ten Media Days. And his thoughts on the future of his league. I want to make decisions that when we look back 30 years from now, that people will say that the Big Ten Conference was ahead of the curve in making these decisions. And so that's what I think about every day. That's what I think about from a partnership standpoint. That's why I'm grateful for BTN and Fox, and I'm grateful for these new media partners. I'm grateful for USC and UCLA. So it's important for us to make sure we take care of our 14 schools, uh, bring in our two new family members, but to be really forward-thinking and think way over the horizon and think uh, our, what our decisions will have an impact on this thing we call college athletics the next 30, 40, 50 years from now. And let's not mince words by any means. We know why USC and UCLA are going to join the Big Ten in 2024. 
It is that TV money. We know why the SEC is expanding with Texas and Oklahoma in their partnership with ESPN and Disney. It is that TV money. And we got some reports yesterday from John Oren of the Sports Business Journal of what that looks like from a TV rights perspective for the Big Ten. Before USC and UCLA were announced to join the league in 2024, it was reported the Big Ten's new deal would pay out the conference $1.1 billion estimated on an annual basis. Well, who are those media partners? Obviously, Fox will lead the way for the Big Ten. They have a majority stake now in the Big Ten network as well. But we got some reporting based on the additional TV partners that the Big Ten can expect for its next media rights contract. And that includes NBC. That's noteworthy for a reason. And CBS. And CBS, of course, has been the home of the SEC for many, many years. But starting in 2024, the SEC takes its TV rights to Disney and ESPN. And it was reported by Andrew Marchand following up on Oren's report from the Sports Business Journal that the CBS company is going to pay the Big Ten $350 million annually for the 3.30 p.m. Eastern time time slot for the Big Ten Conference starting in 2023. So here's how it might look for the Big Ten starting next year. That big noon kickoff game on Fox, paying the Big Ten Conference a ton. CBS trying to anchor that mid-afternoon, early evening time slot and reportedly paying the Big Ten $350 million for that singular game. And it's not even the top billing for the Big Ten Conference of that week. And then NBC gets into the fold for that primetime game. Now, NBC is very intriguing. Why? Because MB NBC's TV partner right now, from a college football perspective, is only one team, only one school, only one university, only one football program, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. And as Notre Dame is maybe flaunted with the idea of going to join the Big Ten Conference, that TV rights partnership could be very, very handsome to the Fighting Irish and could be very convenient for the Irish to step in to the Big Ten Conference in just a few years. But for the first time in nearly four decades, ESPN will not carry the Big Ten Conference. The Big Ten first was on the ABC airwaves in 1987. Its first football game was put on ESPN in 1989. So now for the first time in 40 years, ESPN will not carry the Big Ten conference what does all of this mean for college football again it's conference realignment it's the tv partnerships that are really shaping the landscape of college football as we know it and the huge huge paydays and that inflation rates that we see for tv rights contracts and how that impacts the landscape and the seismic shifts we will see in college football moving forward those tv rights deals that's what truly moves around the country in college football and they will have implications for the college football playoff as we continue to go because as we focus on this year in 2022 it doesn't really have an impact certainly not on the play on the field and the odds that we already have in these preseason summer months as fall camp is now underway in college football usc will be a big 10 team here moving forward but usc this year is still the favorites within the Pac-12 Conference, plus 170. We got the coaches poll yesterday, the first preseason rankings that we have. Now, USC has the fifth best price to win a national championship on the FanDuel Sportsbook, yet checks in at number 15 in the polls. So 
the public and the odds feel more optimistic about the Trojans than that of the coaches poll. Number 15, but 20 to 1 with the fifth best price. We showed you Notre Dame at number 5 in the country. 60 to 1 the price on the Irish to win a national championship. The ninth best odds currently and somehow, someway, Texas got a single first place vote in the coaches poll, but they check in at 18th overall. Their 80 to 1 number to win the college football playoff national championship is tied for the 10th best odds alongside Utah. We go back to Major League Baseball up next here on the morning after. I need to stop talking. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Two of the best teams in baseball play in New York. And as we have under two months left of this Major League Baseball regular season, we look forward to what those two teams might do over this home stretch in MLB and what it means for October baseball. We do that right here on the morning after, live on this Tuesday on SportsGrid. And we welcome on for her debut on TMA, it is Deesha Thosar. She is covering Major League Baseball for Fox Sports and a focus on the Yankees and the Mets. So, Deesha, thank you so much for joining us here on TMA. Excited to break down Major League Baseball with you. Of course. Thanks for having me on. So the Yankees had a five-game losing skid entering their series opener last night in the Pacific Northwest against the Seattle Mariners. That five-game skid has now come to an end. The Yankees winning 9-4 to four over the M's, but maybe a bittersweet victory. Aaron Judge hits his 44th home run of the year, but Matt Carpenter fractures his foot and will now be sidelined for some time. Disha, how would you describe the Yankees' victory yesterday in Seattle? Yeah, a little bittersweet. I think mostly sweet just given the losing streak that you mentioned. Um, the Yankees needed to win. It's weird to have this uh, must-need uh, win over the Mariners in August. It's usually the dog days uh, of baseball. It's really more of a grind. Um, but they needed to snap this just for their own benefit. There was a lot of doom and gloom happening in the Yankees clubhouse. They knew they were going through it. Uh, they knew they were grinding. Um, so in terms of getting the win, they accomplished that. But uh, losing Matt Chapman for any period of time is a, a big piece to this lineup that has already taken some hits. Uh, we haven't seen Stanton come back yet. Uh, Rizzo should be yeah. coming back soon. But really, uh, the injury bug coming uh, right now in, in kind of an avalanche for the Yankees. Deesha, for most of this year, the Yankees have had the best record in all of Major League Baseball. That was certainly the case entering the All-Star break just a couple of weeks ago, 64-28 and 28 straight up. But in the 18 games since, the Yankees now 7-11. and 11. So what do you think is the biggest reason for this slight downturn for New York? Yeah, I think we've seen some of their uh, lineup things that were working earlier in the year. Uh, home runs, of course, a big uh, advantage for them have been not so high. Of course, Judge is still hitting some. Yesterday we saw Donaldson. Um, but that's sort of the makeup of this lineup. They rely on power a lot, a lot more than some of the other teams that they will be contending against as we get down the stretch here. Um, so they'll have to find some of that power. But also, uh, like I mentioned, get some of their big bats back. Uh, missing Stanton is huge. 
Uh, we're used to seeing Judge and Stanton go back to back, even Rizzo right, right there in the mix. Um, so if they can kind of get through this grind by relying on, I think they're looking forward to strong pitching uh, to get out of this this sort of dog days of August. Uh, that would be really helpful for them, but, but also the pitching is sort of squandered. So uh, there's been a lot of things at, at play here, uh, particularly we've seen their, their depth um, being exposed. Um, so if they can kind of just get through this month and, and get back to what we saw from the beginning of the year, they should be okay to finish the season. Of course, they already have the, the second best uh, record in baseball anyway. Right. Like you mentioned, no longer the best record in the bigs, but still 71 and 39 straight up. That's yes. not too shabby for where we are right now in early right. August. But Disha, you mentioned it. There was a feeling that there wasn't necessarily optimism when the Yankees were on that five game slide, which came to an end yesterday in Seattle. So how would you describe the feeling around the clubhouse for Aaron Boone and company where the Yankees stand right now in early August? Yeah, I think they definitely understand it. Listen, the Yankees' schedule looking ahead to August is tough. They they have to get through this month sort of playing their best baseball. There's Toronto coming up, the pesky Rays, uh, who they've been decent against this year, but in history proves they there's always sort of a battle there. So uh, August is going to be super tough for them, whereas you look at some of their other competitors, Astros, uh, they have sort of an easy schedule in this, in this grinding month. So um, as, as long as the Yankees can sort of uh, keep their record, they're not going to a, a ridiculous 10 game slide and um, giving up that first place uh, spot would be a major collapse and a major failure so uh, I don't see that happening I think for these Yankees as it currently stands is mostly just getting through the schedule they have a 100% chance of making the postseason um, and then of course it's anyone's game but right now I think what they the Yankees should be looking to do and what's of course a, a part of that clubhouse mantra right now is is just limiting those flaws uh, making sure not a lot of those flaws are exposed of course to their their opposing teams and contenders because uh, that will be easy to to sort of keep an eye on and, and pick out uh, when it comes to the postseason Deja, the race for the American League pennant right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook is so, so tight. Only five cents of difference between the Yankees and the Astros. New York still booked as the favorites at plus 160. Houston, though, just five cents behind at plus 165. Do you still believe it's a two-team race for the American League pennant? Yeah, I think so. And that's exactly the case. I think uh, the Yankees have proven they're going to be a tough team to beat. But when you look at some of these postseason matchups, uh, they could be facing the Blue Jays first. They could be facing the Mariners, which in case this would be a good series to see how that would line up. Um, but really, all, all roads uh, lead to the Astros. And um, to me, it, the Yankees haven't really proven that they're better than them yet, especially given this this stretch that they've had since the All-Star break. Uh, the Astros do keep ruling and, and they uh, rolling and they do have that easy schedule uh, that I mentioned. So it's a, a little different for them. But but really, the, the Yankees need to prove that they can be better when it counts uh, against those other uh, AL teams. Deja Thosar joining us here on the morning after a Major League Baseball reporter for Fox Sports. So the Yankees, 71-39, and 39, the same exact record as the other baseball team in New York, the New York Mets, with a win yesterday, their fourth straight, beating the Cincinnati Reds at 71-39 and 39 as well. The Dodgers, the best record in baseball at 75-33, and 33, and there are the Astros, 70-40. and 40. Those four odds, Deja, as you can see, to win the World Series, all within a dollar and fifty cents of each other. Who would you have as the front runner right now to win a World Series championship? The front runner right now is a toss-up for me between the Dodgers and the Yankees. 
Um, I think that's also the, the showdown that we're going to see, and it would, I think, make for the most exciting one. Um, but it's I've seen a lot of picks going toward uh, the Yankees in that World Series. Um, if we see what we have from, from the Bronx Bombers the beginning of the year, them sort of getting all their guys back, clicking on all cylinders, they're pitching strong, maybe a rebound from Frankie Montas, then, then yes, I can see the Yankees uh, taking over the Dodgers. But right now, I think the Dodgers are my favorite just because they have proven um, that they can do this. Well, all we've seen from the Yankees is, is sort of uh, failing when it counts and whether that be early exits or, as usual, losing to the Astros in an ALCS. Uh, so they have to prove that they can overcome that before I would give the Yankees my pick. Uh, right now, I'll, I'll go with Dodgers. And L.A. was off yesterday, but have won eight straight games, have the L.A. Dodgers. So, Disha, when you look at those World Series odds, four of the six best prices from the National League, the two from the American League, the Yankees and the Astros, but two of the three best prices. What do you think is the harder path to a World Series appearance, through the National League right now or through the AL? It's tough because I think Juan Soto really changed the outcome in that National League by going to the Padres. And now it's kind of a fight between uh, the division winner and the NL East for who will sort of not have to uh, face the Padres. And, and they're really posing a threat, I think, in the idea when Tatis comes back. Uh, right now we're seeing a little, we saw the Padres go against the Dodgers. Uh, they got swept. So they're not really at that full strength of what they're envisioning with the Juan Soto. So they're not a complete threat, I think, how they hope to be. Uh, but because Juan Soto is standing there, I do think that makes the National League tougher, whereas uh, the AL side is sort of the Blue Jays posing a, a good challenge. Uh, but it's more so the, the top picks that we've seen year in and year out from MLB. Uh, being the Astros uh, and the Yankees, uh, whereas the, the National League, I think, can get a little prickly given, obviously, DeGrom on the Mets, uh, the Braves yeah. coming back, reigning champions, and, and like I mentioned, Soto with the Padres. Yeah, it feels like the National League within the last week has started to really show its teeth, especially with the New York Mets, who have won 13 of their last 15 games, four straight, took four of five from Atlanta in a hugely significant weekend series at City Field against the Braves. So New York right now, that being the Mets, 71 and 39. I guess you could say New York in general is 71 and 39, as that's the same exact record for the Yankees. Deshaun, I'm putting you on the spot right here, right now. Who is the best team in baseball in New York? I think with DeGrom back, uh, the best team in baseball in New York is certainly the Mets, and uh, they, they already showed that in the Subway Series uh, last week, a couple weeks ago, and that was obviously without DeGrom. Um, I think a lot of people will focus on, on DeGrom when talking about the Mets because it is exciting. He's coming back from an injury. Um, but hello, they've had this ace here in Scherzer who is uh, no one you know, to, to take lightly, and he's definitely that leader in the Mets clubhouse. Um, he keeps the Mets on track and put him in a game against the Yankees, followed that by, by DeGrom. Um, it, at that point, it's already 2-0 Mets, I think, following those two. It could be a, a toss-up between uh, Mets and Yankees, but it's hard to pick against the Mets if you have those two aces healthy. And then, of course, the offense also got uh, better at the trade deadline. They were already crazy good with uh, Lindor and, and Pete, especially Alonzo with uh, their RBI total. But now they have Daniel Vogelbach, who can hit home runs, and they look more like yeah. a complete lineup, a complete team. So uh, putting me on the spot, I'll, I'll have to go with Mets on that one. Listen, I would agree. I would agree with your choice. The New York Mets right now are the best team in baseball. And as we saw, we got the picture of Scherzer 
followed by DeGrom and what that might mean for October baseball for the Amazons. And then you add in Chris Bassett, who throws eight innings of great work last night in a win over the Cincinnati Reds and add that with the Mets having the best uh, offense in baseball since the All-Star break. Yeah, things are pretty optimistic right now for the Amazons and Buck Showalter. So as we discussed when we looked last night in the game in Seattle for the Yankees against the Mariners, bittersweet. They lose Matt Carpenter, but they end the five-game win streak, so that's a positive. And Aaron Judge, his 44th home run of the year. And right now, Disha, a heavy odds-on favorite to win the American League MVP award at minus 420. In your estimation, has Aaron Judge wrapped up the American League MVP honor? A hundred percent. I think he wrapped it up months ago. I think this was uh, maybe primarily at the beginning of the year, a toss up between Otani again and, and Judge just because, of course, a two way star like Otani and MLB uh, can hold that recognition for back to back seasons. But Judge is doing an incredible thing in, in the Bronx and um, he has the potential to crack so many home run records going forward so uh, and, and potentially make history. So I think even before he do does all of that, we're naming him with the, these odds to have uh, AL MVP just goes to show yep. uh, his season's not done. He is not slowed down at all. Um, so even in, in some ways, it's it's I don't think it's unfair to say that the best is yet to come with Judge. Um, and he's exciting yep. to watch, I think, for all of baseball. And that's sort of why that national uh, recognition for, for Judge will go a long way. It had been a week since he hit a home run, and that skid came to an end last night. But that feels like a very long time for Aaron Judge right now. Garrett Cole on the bump for the Yankees today in Seattle against the Mariners. The pinstripes booked as a slight minus 136 money line favorite. Garrett Cole's most recent start, Disha, was in the Bronx against these Mariners just last week, and he got shelled, giving up six in that opening frame. What can we expect out of Garrett Cole today? Yeah, I wrote about this last week with, with Cole's latest start where he gave up those six runs in the first inning uh, against the Mariners team that didn't even have Julio Rodriguez. They're definitely a threat, but this was a Cole that I think the Yankees fans have almost gotten used to, um, and it was sort of a boiling point, sort of a what what are we paying uh, this pitcher for? And I, In my opinion, I don't think Cole has really earned all that money yet. He, he got a record a setting contract by the Yankees a few years ago uh, for exactly these moments to, to sort of prove he can be that reliable ace uh, he has outings like this in the regular season I'm not sure how the Yankees can count on him to be that guy uh, in the postseason so I think Cole has a lot to prove sure today is a good start but we're not looking at one or two starts here he needs really uh, consistent outings from here on out Yankees and the Mariners today in Seattle Deja Thosar thank you so much for joining us more of the morning after up next SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Closing out our two hours together here, live on the morning after on SportsGrid. Sirius XM, Channel 1. 59. That's at the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM, all across the Sports Grid Network as well. I am Ben Stevens. Thank you for joining us here on this Tuesday TMA. Tonight is the debut of Hard Knocks, following the Detroit Lions this preseason into training camp in Detroit as well. The fighting Dan Campbells. Now, there's already optimism for the Lions, who only won three games a season ago. So why is there optimism? Is it Jared Goff? 
Is it the defense with the number two overall pick in Aiden Hutchinson? Is it some of those offensive pieces that we have seen grow and develop? Or is it their head coach that could make anybody want to run through a brick wall? I think we'll see that all on display throughout Hard Knocks. But before the Hard Knocks bump, I want to jump in on the Lions' win total. It's my one of my favorite overs of the entire offseason in the National Football League. So before we say farewell, before we say goodbye, it's time for a National Football League win total best bet it's time for bye 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 before that hard knocks bump and maybe the market starts to move even more in an optimistic way let's get in right now on the lions team win total over six and a half just a few weeks ago it was even juice on both sides minus six minus 110 to the over minus 110 to the under and before that starts to grow let's go over right now why the Lions were 11 and 6 against the spread last year booked as an underdog in all 17 games I have made this point I will beat the drum one final time when you're a team that's not expected to win a football game by the odds makers and you keep it competitive enough that you cover numbers you are overperforming on those even relatively small expectations so when you're 11 and 6 against the spread the third best ATS mark in the entirety of the NFL a season ago you hope those close games that were covers turn into wins the following year pushing us over six and a half for Detroit in 2022 this is the morning after each and every weekday live on sports grid starting at 9 a.m eastern time I'm Ben Stevens we'll talk tomorrow